Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hello there. Welcome back. This will be for Romans chapter 3. I'll read the heading. Man is not justified by the law of Moses. He is justified through righteousness, which is by faith in, in Christ, made possible through his atoning sacrifice. Verse 1. What advantage or preeminence then hath the Jew over the Gentile, or what profit circumcision who is not a Jew from the heart? But he who is a Jew from the heart, I say, hath much every way chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles or the revelations of God. For what if some did not believe, shall, they, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, or may it not be. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if we remain in our unrighteousness, and commend the unrighteousness of God, How dare we say, God is unrighteous, who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man who fears God. God forbid, for for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through, or in, by, or because of my, my lie, as it is called of the Jews unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner and not received? Because we are slanderously reported, and some affirm that we say, whose damnation is just, let us do evil that good may come. But this is false. If not so, what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have proved before that Jews and Gentiles are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one, except, of course, Jesus Christ. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. The, the mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that, that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. In other words, we are saved by grace after all we can do. But now the righteousness of God without or apart from or without interventions of the law, is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, and to all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No man can be justified by works alone. Some intervening power must bridge the gap. Joseph Fielding Smith said, There is a difference between the Lord Jesus Christ and the rest of mankind. We have no life in ourselves, for no power has been given unto us to lay down our lives and take them again. That is beyond our power. And so, being subject to death and being sinners, we are all transgressors of the law. To some extent, no matter how good we have tried to be, we are therefore unable in and of ourselves to receive redemption from our sins by any act of our own. This is the grace that Paul was teaching. Therefore, it is by the grace of Jesus Christ that we are saved. And had he not come into the world and laid down his life that he might take it again, or as he said in in another place, 
to give us life that we may have it more abundantly, we would still be subject to death and be in our sins. So it is easy to understand that we must accept the mission of Jesus Christ. We must believe that it is through his grace that we are saved, that we that he performed for us that labor which we were unable to, to perform for ourselves and did for us those things which were essential to our salvation, which were beyond our power, and also that we are under the commandment and the necessity of performing the labors that are required of us as set forth in the commandments known as the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 24, Therefore, being justified only by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth, to be a propitiation or covering or mercy seat through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. To be justified is to be pronounced innocent. Justification is a legal term that means to become acquitted from sin. It is the act by which a sinner is freed from the penalty of sin and is accepted by God as righteous. Justification does not come from the works that we do. It can only come through the grace of Jesus Christ. However, one must qualify for justification. It requires the sinner to exercise faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of their sinful acts, and enter into a covenant with God through the ordinance of baptism. The Lord declared that as many as would believe and be baptized in his holy name and endure in faith to the end should be saved. The Book of Mormon emphasizes the necessity of repentance to appease the demands of justice as part of the justification process. Because Christ suffered the eternal consequences of our sins, repentance will release man from the grips of justice. Alma explained, according to justice, the plan of redemption could not be brought about only on conditions of repentance of men, for except it were for these conditions, mercy could not take effect except it should destroy the work of justice. Wherefore, redemption cometh in and through the Holy Messiah. Behold, he offereth himself a sacrifice for sin to answer the ends of the law unto all those who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit, and unto none else can the ends of the law be answered. Because of his sacrifice, Christ stands betwixt them and justice, having satisfied the demands of justice. Thus Amulek stated, and thus he shall bring salvation to all those who shall believe on his name, that being the intent of, the, of this last sacrifice to bring about the bowels of mercy, which overpowereth justice and bringeth about means unto men that they may have faith unto repentance, and thus mercy can satisfy the demands of justice, and encircles them in the arms of safety, while he that exercises no faith unto repentance is exposed to the whole law of the demands of justice. Therefore, only unto him that has faith unto repentance is brought about the great and eternal plan of redemption. Verse 27, Wherefore is boasting then in your lineage? Is it excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith alone without the deeds of the law. The prophet Joseph Smith taught, to be justified before God, we must love one another, we must overcome evil, we must visit the fatherless and the widows in their aff affliction, and we must keep ourselves unspotted from the world. For such virtues flow from the great fountain of pure religion, strengthening our faith by adding every good quality that adorns the, f the children of the blessed Jesus. We can pray in the season of prayer, we can love our neighbor as ourselves and be faithful in tribulation, knowing that the reward of such is greater in the kingdom of heaven. What a consolation, what a joy. And that was by Joseph Smith. Verse 29, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing that God will justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do do we then make vows the Lord, the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. 
Faith without works is dead, and so is works without faith dead. Ted Gibbons said, Someone has said that we cannot earn our own salvation by our works, but that is the only way we have to let the Lord, the Savior know that we want it. And of course, righteousness and perfection are not synonyms. Hugh Nibley said, A righteous person is one who is repenting. A wicked person is one who is not repenting. A righteous man is not one who is all good. There is no such person at all. We have all the mixture, and a wicked man is one who is all... It, okay. If you are repenting, it's like being, oh, wait a minute, Uh, let me back up. And a wicked man is not one who is all bad. We don't have any of either. If you are repenting, it's like being on the stairway. A person at the bottom of the stairs facing up is better off than the person at the top of the stairs facing down, if it's the way of repentance. So this is what we are told. It's never too late, and that's a marvelous thing. But Satan wants to discourage you and say it is too late. Why not go through with it? I am a, I am in blood steeped in so far that should I wade no more, returning were as tedious as go, as go o'er. In other words, I might as well go on. A few more murders won't make that much difference. What is the difference between salvation by grace alone, as Luther taught, and salvation by grace? In the one case, God's grace operates to save mankind through faith by itself. In the other case, God's grace operates as rescue, uh, operates to rescue them as they show forth, as they show faith by their own serious efforts. Truckloads of tracts have been distributed to Latter-day Saints in an attempt to prove that the inner that the latter view is wrong. These are composed with tunnel vision because they have a narrow range of quotations using little else than Romans, Galatians, and Ephesians. Indeed, Luther had Luther said that these three books, with 1 Peter, John's Gospel, and 1 John, would teach everything you need to know about your salva- for your salvation, even if you were never to see or hear any other book or hear any other teaching. Thus, oversimplification goes beyond a Bible sufficient for salvation to only six books of the Bible as sufficient for salvation. And this perspective, Protestant theology is not so much wrong as half right, akin to taking the oxygen out of the basic formula for water that requires two parts of hydrogen and one part oxygen. When preaching grace, Paul says that more more is to follow. He asks, do we then make void the law through faith? Definitely not, he answers. We establish the law. And so anyway, that's the end of the chapter. That last quote was by Richard Anderson. And we'll see you next time. Bye.